0: Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Wart! Well, Brad, seeing the first story in our show notes, I assume that you're going to hop right on this early morning magic uh, at Toy Story Land so you can get in there early and ride uh, what the alien U-Haul attraction as many times as you can That's before true. all those, all those other dumb dummies. I'm
1: glad, I'm glad you understand. It's all about the alien U-Haul. So what is that called? Uh, uh swirling saucers, swirling saucers. Yes. If you don't yes. want to call it the alien U-Haul though, I'm down. I'm totally down with that being the thing that we call that, that particular attraction
0: i mean it just it just seems like they took some flying saucers and stuck a trailer on the back
1: yeah i don't i'm trying to think like i don't remember there being uh a story element to that that explained away essentially why those trailers were there um (laughs) maybe maybe i missed something though i don't know you know you can you know what? I usually say don't at me, but yes, if you if you can explain the trailers uh, at me and, and explain let, them to let me. Let us know. Yeah, but uh, when we're not talking about trailers, we are talking about early morning magic, which, uh, if you recall, is a thing for Magic Kingdom and is mm-hmm. now being expanded to Hollywood Studios, though specifically...
0: Toy Story Land at Hollywood Studios, and which is crazy. So you're going to get to walk in the gates and then just walk past everything and back to Toy Story Land. I I guess
1: so. They'll probably. So my thought is that it'll be like some other things that I've seen before. For example, if you've got a a breakfast right at uh gosh, what is the what is the one in Norway with the princess breakfast? Akershus, mm. right. Mm. So if you've yep. got if you've got a a princess breakfast there before the world showcase opens, you can go, and there are usually a few cast members kind of out and about to keep you from like uh, just kind of hanging out in one of Walking the other country. Th- but yeah, but to some extent, it's just everything else is closed down anyway. You know, so right. so a cast member is going to see you and redirect you if you get too deep. Um, but for the most part, you're not doing anything or, or for example, like when we had the, what I, when we did the, the breakfast at, uh, gosh, the beauty and the beast restaurant
0: Be our guest, there you go. I'm having, I'm having a hard day today. And but you, yeah. And you took that incredible photo of main street. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where nobody
1: else is out there and you yeah. know, they had that available to us, but it wasn't like they were going to let us. You know, there were there were people there to keep us from heading out off into, you know, Tomorrowland or something like that. Uh, right. So I assume I assume this will be something similar. But so the the early morning magic thing is going to be from seven thirty to eight forty five. Um, and so that's what an hour and 15 minutes and includes a continental buffet breakfast at, according to Disney, a select quick service dining location outside of <laughs> Toy
0: Story Land. So this is like them offering the buffet at uh, Pinocchio Village House? Right. right. They, that's where it was in the Magic Kingdom?
1: Yes. But, okay, so that's where this becomes weird, though, right? Because, uh, you know, check the, the show notes, uh, links to the Orlando Sentinel article on this. And even in the Orlando Sentinel article, they point out that Disney ha- has a similar early morning event for Magic Kingdom's Fantasyland attractions, although that charges $10 less. And that's <laughs> that's what's weird to me about this. So if you go to Fantasyland, there are going to be more attractions open, and it's going to cost mm-hmm. you $10 less. And like it's Disney, so you can almost guarantee that the food available is going to be the same food that you will get more or less at, at Pinocchio you know so i just i don't i would
0: say exactly the same
1: yeah so my so my assumption is that what uh the the quick service dining location outside of toy story land i'm guessing will be uh the commissary probably just just because of location right as mm-hmm. when you think of quick service dining at um at Disney's Hollywood Studios, I feel like that's a
0: that's a good fit for that, like that, or um, what's the one back where Lights, Motors, Action used to be? Yeah, but
1: that's so far out of the way compared to Toy Story Land because remember, there's only one entrance and one exit to Toy Story
0: Land. Oh, I guess that's true. That would be convenient if it was uh Pixar.
1: Yes, still, yeah. If it was, but- if it was Pixar Place, but. I, I don't know. Anyway, so that's that's going to be somewhere. But essentially you're paying this eighty dollars to go and ride, what, two attractions and and photo ops. So I guess if they had if they had unique photo ops, maybe that would be a little bit more worth it. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time I guess the other thing is that I don't know what the lines are like for you know to to get a picture with Woody or Buzz or Jesse or Trigger or the 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 Army men or
0: whoever else is available for it, it's good old stinky Pete maybe Brad meant bullseye when he said Trigger. did I really just, oh, so, oops, just sorry. so everybody knows yeah, that's
1: on me that's on me uh too many too many cowboy horse names out there but yes, yeah, so I guess that could be worth something too. But I, I don't know, like, I feel like if I was given the choice between the two, even, even taking out that it's $10 cheaper to go to Magic Kingdom, just for the amount of stuff you could get done, I think, to me,
0: Magic Kingdom is a much better deal. Uh, yes, I think that the, the audacity to charge more than the Magic Kingdom one is unbelievable like well, i i don't know where they get off doing that
1: and and like why is this wouldn't this make more sense as a as a pandora thing even you know because yeah. because the wait times for pandora kind of say that if you had this opportunity it could really help you out i don't feel like have the wait time i know the wait times aren't short for toy story land but i feel like they're entirely possible even during the summer to get both of those attractions in and Remember, it is Hollywood Studios, and I—I I mean, I'm not trying to dunk on Hollywood Studios, but you can get the rest of that park done even if you spend over half your day at Toy Story Land. At this point, yes, um, yeah, I don't. And this—this this, this, this won't be a thing once Star Wars opens. I—I I don't imagine, right. or it'll be, or it'll be a hundred and nine dollars, and it will only include Star Wars. And
0: that even would be i I mean, it's like if this was at Pandora, same price, same everything, at least you'd have the magic of the location and the great theming and stuff, but toy story land I mean there's not that there's not as much to see and be wowed
1: by, and not as and not as much to really just uh, again i I was really you know again, probably because I had such low expectations, thanks to everybody you know, digging on it the whole time. But I was pleasantly surprised by Toy Story Land's theming. But at the same time, I don't feel like I could rush through Toy Story Land, kind of get a feel for the theming and be okay with that. With Pandora, I really, really want to just stop and just take every little aspect of it in.
0: And that's what I mean. That's, That's what I mean when I say that is, yeah, there's just not as much to see. In Toy Story Land, I feel like in Pandora, you can stop and look around and look at the floating, you know, mountains and and all of that stuff, and and actually kind of take some time where you're not on an attraction. Uh, and at Toy Story Land, I don't think there's that there's as much opportunity to do that because it's basically a backyard, you know, the 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 theme. In itself, and I'm not talking about execution, I'm talking just about the theme, the idea of it is not as interesting as Pandora is. So
1: I guess the other, the other side of this, though, is if you are going to, to Disney and you need to get two parks done in one day, this is a way to I, more or less, what, guarantee that you will get Disney's Hollywood Studios done. Right. And still have at, at least half a day left over to do, uh, you know, Animal Kingdom or, I mean, I really, you know, I'm not trying to say Animal Kingdom is not a full day park because I definitely think it is, but right. that's the, I would say that's the next smallest park as far as getting things done in it. So yeah, I could well, see yeah, you, and- I could see you fitting both of them in if you did this because you do take out the, you do take out a big chunk of disney's hollywood studios if you if you do this
0: well you do this uh as soon as the park is open hit up star tours because you're over there anyway and then uh go over and do tower of terror and rock and roller coaster and you're done and you
1: could and you could have fast passes for all of those because you didn't need any of the toy story stuff because you already had all that done so you're you're probably out of that park by what uh gosh you know what i probably yeah yeah, because, I mean, you're, you're going to be able to bounce up all those fast passes. I feel. Um, so, I guess, I guess that is an upside to it. It's not, a, not an optimal way. I don't think of seeing that part for the first time, but if you've been a lot. And I, so, here's the other thing. If your kid is, like, a huge uh, Toy Story fan, I could definitely see something like this being worth it. Because, I guess the other side of this is, while you and I would much rather spend our time in Pandora, like it, a kid who is enamored with Toy Story would probably mm-hmm. much rather spend all their time in that in that little section and getting an hour and 15 minutes where based on the price and everything, there's not going to be a lot of other people there could be really nice for them.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And Brad, how does uh, how does the Magic Kingdom handle that with uh, park tickets? That does not include park admission, right?
1: No, it does not include which I guess you already have to have. You know what? I haven't looked at that part. I'm pretty sure you, you probably already have to have park admission in order to
0: do it. Yeah, I mean, because the how are they, they going to kick you is, out, right? Yeah, give you a wristband and you could just take the wristband off, and how would they know you didn't check in? I guess
1: so. You do have to have the you do have to have park admission in addition to this. So it's not like you could just which I you know what. And and with the, what the late night? What what did they call the night one?
0: Uh, after hours.
1: Yeah. So with after hours, you didn't have to have park admission,
0: right? You could right.
1: you could just have access to that, and you could do it. And they were even well, like because the you end in of a it is bit
0: early. The end of it is park close. So you go in and you get your wristband, and then they know if you have a wristband, you're allowed to be there. But this is before the park opens. And so they, can, they can't give you a wristband because then you could just take it off.
1: Yeah, and so, so it does end like 15 minutes before the park officially opens. But at that point, no, right. they, aren't, they aren't messing with all that. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I personally do not see the benefit to this. I no. can see a way that it could be beneficial to some people. Ultimately, I personally believe that it's not going to be that popular because I'm having trouble coming up with why it would be but at the same time if that's actually the case Disney won't be doing it for very long. Mhm. And that's and that's now, how
0: we'll know for sure. What's going to what's going to make or break this I think is merch. If they come out with some piece of merchandise that is exclusive to this event, I think that will make it successful. Um but have but- they d-
1: have they done I I don't think for either of the, either the early morning magic or the after hours stuff, they've done any specific
0: mer- I mean, other than like that little lanyard you get, right? But you don't need it for those. I'm saying they need something. They need some value uh, I see what you're saying. For Toy Story Land, because there's not enough content there to make this worth it. For me. And I, I dare say for you as well.
1: Definitely. I, I That's not a... It's not a dare. Yes, definitely for both of us. We don't see it there. Um, this, is, this is weird. But again, what I'm, going to, what I'm going to land on is the same thing that I landed on with the early morning magic for Magic Kingdom and the after hours event for Magic Kingdom. As long as Disney does not start taking away uh, EMH, which I, and I know that sounds kind of weird because it's like they don't owe us anything. Right. Right. But I'm going to be a little bit bitter if they start taking away something that they did for free that was such a good value add for staying on property resorts or in on property resorts. Uh, and, and they start turning that into a cash thing. But if they continue doing that, and then on top of it, they're also offering these uh, what premier ticket events. That's that's mm-hmm. really kind of fine with me. I don't I don't know. I'm just having trouble getting
0: my my usual grump rage going <laughs> for this kind of stuff. I mean, it's kind of the same thing as the whole "don't sell fast passes." You know, it's like don't sell EMH because they've already set the expectation that that stuff is free and included with a resort stay.
1: Right, but they but they've included enough value adds to say this isn't just EMH, right? This is yeah. EMH plus a, a a continental breakfast buffet plus thing, breakfast. which which yeah. dude the breakfast. Remember uh, when we did the when we talked about the early morning magic for Magic Kingdom? That breakfast didn't look half bad. Yeah, no, it was good breakfast for sure. Uh, and then you know the the after hour stuff also includes all of the uh what unlimited drinks and, and ice cream stuff so they've they've created some value adds for sure. that
0: for that stuff so i'm i'm right. kind of okay with this stuff as it is i i don't have a problem with it i just don't feel like it's worth the it, i don't feel like it's worth it for what you get you know just speaking specifically about toy story land
1: yeah cuz that, cuz that whole that whole magic kingdom after hours thing I'm
0: still kind of tempted by that stuff, so I would do it. I'd do it once. That's not something I would I would uh you know, if I was a pass holder or something, I don't feel like that's something I would do more than one time, but the the ability to go and stay real late and have basically no line on anything in Fantasy Land, I'd do that.
1: Well, and that remember that the after hours thing included like the major attractions for Magic Kingdom. It wasn't even just limited to a single right. land. So That's right. Okay,' that's that. okay, so the moral of the story is after hours is the the really cool, which I seem to yeah. recall it being a little bit more expensive, but I think it was 129. that sounds, that sounds right to me, but I would much rather pay what 50 more dollars, I guess.:
0: Yeah. when well, you to, also got more time.:
1: Right. You get more time, more more attractions. Okay. So after hours is the thing to do, but if you really, really like Toy Story or you've got kids who really really like Toy Story. Check out the early morning magic. Maybe that's a thing for you.
0: So, Brett, I saw this story. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Sometime a while back, maybe maybe a week ago, I saw this story, and it just made me laugh. Um, so that new space themed restaurant that they're putting in at Epcot. Um, the the mission
1: the the not mission space mission space themed restaurant. You mean
0: right? The one? Okay. Yes, the one with views into space. Um, that we've we've talked about it several times. Um, apparently, Test Track, uh, on its, you know, 60-plus mile an hour uh, kind of loop around the um, the parking lot out, you know, when you leave the building on Test Track, mm-hmm. that apparently is making a lot of noise and a lot of rumbling, uh, which is causing some issues in their restaurant that's supposed to be peaceful and tranquil and in space, um, <laughs> which... I don't know why I think it, that's so funny, but uh, it just like that no one that no one thought of that and now they're, you know, building this thing and they're like, Oh, this kind of sucks whenever one of those cars goes by and those cars go by a lot.
1: Nah, nah, nah. I mean, they don't they barely come by. And the the here's the thing, the reason you find it so amusing is because in space no one can hear you scream and yet everyone can hear you scream in this restaurant, apparently. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't. I mean, what what happened? What where where did the communication get lost? That like these cars are loud.
1: So on the on the WWNT article that uh, that we've got linked, they do point out that this isn't being built by Disney. It's actually being built by a third party. Um, uh... But and and so at the same time, there are plenty of third parties that are entirely. You know, it's not like ooh Disney somehow has the uh, what has everything locked down when it comes to building there, you know, we can sit here and talk forever about how Disney totally misses. Oh, there's a sinkhole over there and that could be a problem for our, for our building. Or, you know, we, yeah, they, they've got their, they've got their own host of problems. Um, right. But maybe they didn't have as much access to it ahead of time or something. I, I don't really know because at the same time, this restaurant isn't like it's being built. I think they just finally somebody finally went out there and went, uh, guys. How, what, what's in the blueprints for handling this noise? And they kind of looked at it and went, "Hmm, yeah, oh. about that." Shrug. Yeah. I guess. I guess we just won't worry about it. No. Um. They're gonna have to come up with some solution, and it's weird because, like, what are the cars suddenly gonna go forty-five?
0: <laughs> right. They found, the, found the one small section of track that causes the most noise and vibration, and the car will just immediately like slow down as if it hit a brick wall uh, for that one small section and then speed back up.
1: Sorry, we needed to test the brakes one more time to be extra <laughs> sure that your brakes worked. <laughs> and and what if what if it's like on the you know the the like banked turn or something because yeah that's great when you hit it at at speed. I don't know if it would be much fun at like fifteen miles
0: per hour it almost has to be it almost has to be the the banked turn that's the problem because the rest of it's just a car on on flat road basically. But that bank turn, you're you get a lot of... are still trucking it,
1: like, around the outside of... Even, even after you make the turn around the showroom more, you know, at least that's what I kind of think of it as. Yeah. You know, the, the little outdoor area where all the, the cars are parked. hmm And then you... But going around the building, I mean, you're still trucking it.
0: Well, yeah. Um, but I would think that, m- like, vibration-wise, the fact that you're pulling a whole bunch of Gs... On that turn, going so fast and banking around that corner, not a whole bunch, but you're pulling more than, you know, one G uh, around that turn. I would think that that's where the vibrations would be the most prevalent, but maybe not. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just the the road noise, as it were.
1: Okay, so I will will completely admit to seeing this in the show notes and not doing nearly enough thinking or research about it before we start, because, you know... (laughs) <laughs> when do I ever, uh, but I, I'm suddenly thinking, is this not, uh, I mean, like, how did they solve this problem inside of test track? Because I feel like, as i I'm mm. going through the test track area, you know, like in the, in the queue and everything, I maybe, and is it just that it's, it's always been there and you just kind of like tune it out? Because I don't feel like it's a problem in test track.
0: Or maybe yeah, maybe I'm only thinking about when you're far enough in. It's definitely not. You can't hear the Until you're out there, you don't hear those cars.
1: Yeah, you hear them if you're, if you're stuck. It, like if the queue sticks all the way
0: out of the building. Right. Because they're going over your head. Right. But no, you don't hear them from inside the building.
1: So if a building that has this track attached to it can solve this problem. <laughs> That is like literally a,
0: being vibrated.
1: Right, right. I think a freestanding other building should be able to sort this one out, right? Hey, I got it. I got it. I know how they're going to sort it out. Rocket launches departing every 45 <laughs> seconds from the building. Like, out of one oh of the boy. windows, you, you'll see a rocket going out. And and what's going to happen is that, strangely, the the the, what? space agency that is in charge of this restaurant is not the best space agency in the world. And so when rockets leave, they leave, whether or not everyone is loaded or not. So inevitably, you'll see one astronaut kind of being towed behind the rocket, and that'll cover any screaming that you hear, because most people would be screaming if they were being dragged behind a rocket. See, that's that's problem solved. Because then it's all part of, like it's all part of the show, that rumble that you feel. That's the rocket leaving the space station. The screaming is the astronaut who's being
0: drugged behind a rocket. It's all just a big joke to you, isn't it? Um, yes. <clears throat> on, on a, I mean, that I think that that would be funny if they built that noise into some part of the show.
1: But it would be um, funny if it happened once every 30 minutes, probably not once every yeah. 45 seconds or a or minute think, and a half or whatever it is.
0: I think realistically what they'll do is lean into the fact that you can't see out of the windows and build a false wall around the outside of the of the restaurant and just put a bunch of noise dampening.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're the just, yeah, just going to dampen the heck out of everything and it'll it'll probably cost them a little bit more, maybe take a little bit longer but i mean we're talking probably days and right. they've i'm sure they've got a, a good chunk of time built into their estimate for weather and stuff like that so i don't think this is going to going to negatively affect anything
0: um, well and they have it they have it easy because you don't have to worry about seeing out of the windows yeah yeah the so whole point who of this restaurant it is actually comes spaces by. outside the windows yeah so block the windows take the windows out Take the glass out and brick over them, you know, okay. like, cause I'm sure glass is vibrating. So brick over it.
1: What if, what if instead of, because we've seen the, the concept art, right? And the concept art makes us look like fine dining in the, in, in, in outer space. Yes. Right. What if instead they go with diner on the outskirts of space and you're located <laughs> on some asteroid. Uh, right along like a busy shipping lane, like and in so, spaceballs. Yeah, yeah. So then, basically, they're just they're just random spaceships just flying by every so often. Just think of you know like when you when you're at that that waffle house right on the side of the highway, mm. and it kind of rumbles a little bit as the eighteen wheelers go by. It's the same basic concept.
0: Oh, I stayed in a uh, I stayed in a hotel in Queens right next to the train. I felt that. Your whole room vibrating every, you know, ten minutes when the train drives by.
1: There you go. See, I, you don't have to dampen this. You can lean just, into this, and and surely everyone's going to pay. Queens, a, yes, name it after Queens, and everybody's going to want to pay the big big dollars they're expecting to get out of this.
0: Make this the hotel. Make this the the restaurant in the hotel, the Best Western in Flushing, Queens. That's all you got to do. But Flushing, Queens, I've been there in space. <laughs> In a post apocalyptic world where Queens is in space now. But the You're train. The best st- Western. But the train still somehow gets by. <laughs> <laughs> the train tracks are still in space. Because we haven't figured that one out yet. I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com MTM Podcast. And you can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day.